0: Hello, friends, and welcome to the Everyday Truth Podcast with Kurt Skelly. We are here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day. And we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. Right now, we're studying the book of Revelation in a series called The End is the Beginning. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to today's episode of Everyday Truth. Got my uh, Museum of the Bible mug right there. Would love to have you come to our area one day and visit the Museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C. It is really an incredible museum. They did a great job with it. If you ever go, go to the second and the third floor. You won't be able to see all of it in one day. So do those two floors and you will be so glad that you did. Revelation chapter 14 Uh, We're in verse number, well, we ended uh, last episode in verse number 12, and I want to revisit that for just a moment. So can we do that? Revelation chapter 14 and verse number 12, uh, where the Bible says, here is the patience of the saints. So the the patience of the saints, saints, um, endurance, steadfastness. Uh, Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. So remember that one of the, of the purposes for the book of Revelation was for John to see some things that must be hereafter, so future things, to write them down so that those of us in the now and now can know about then and derive some measure of information, inspiration, comfort, help. Uh, this solidifies our faith in Christ. So you can only imagine uh, what an encouragement these verses would be to people that are living in the tribulation, the tribulation saints. Uh, here is the patience of the saints, uh, the perseverance, the, those that com- keep the commandments of God. Then the Bible says, and the faith of Jesus. So true faith is going to evidence itself in works, right? Faith without works is dead. True faith in Jesus Christ and a love for him is going to indicate someone that keeps the commandments of God. Uh, Because the Bible says, this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. His commandments are not grievous. And true faith is going to persevere. So we see a contrast, don't we? We see a contrast in verses 10 and 11 Of those that have rejected God, uh, as symbolized by receiving the mark of the beast, and those that are faithful to God, whose works and perseverance are demonstrating their true faith in Jesus. Now, if you would, look at verse number 13. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, write, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. So clearly, some in the tribulation period that know the Lord, not those of the 144,000, but many other saints in the tribulation time will die for their faith and will die in the Lord in that sense. And the Bible says there's a special blessing for being faithful unto death. There's a special crown, a special a commendation from God for that kind of perseverance and faithfulness and obedience, even unto death. Nothing inspires any more than the testimony of a martyr. Uh, think about the famous Fox's Book of Martyrs and some of the uh, heinous things that were done to people to help to try to get them to deny their faith, even today, and yet faithful unto the Lord. What a blessed uh, people they are. And that here, they are, uh, here they are blessed for that in verse number 13. And then the Bible says, their works do follow them. And I like that statement. In, in other words, uh, th- that, that which we do on this earth for the Lord uh, will follow us. Uh, I like that passage there in 1 Timothy chapter 5, where the Bible says that, uh, th- that, that uh, speaking about elders, lay hands suddenly on no man, neither by be partaker of other men's sins. Uh, some men, the Bible says, uh, are judged for their works now. I'm not quoting this correctly. And some men, the works follow after. In that sense, it's a negative thing. Uh, uh, In other words, sometimes in, in this life, people are exposed for their hypocrisy or exposed for their duplicity, and they are shamed in that sense. But the Bible says even those elders which kind of get away with it, people that play the religious game or play religious politics, even in religious positions, the Bible says one day their works will catch up to them in judgment. And what is true negatively is also true positively. And that is that these tribulation saints who endured, in some cases, unknown, unrecognized, and died a a death maybe uh, without honor uh, all by themselves. The Bible says their works do follow them. And uh, the Lord of all the universe is not unrighteous to forget uh, what they have done. So it's it's a great blessing and helps a saint persevere, and continue to obey and be faithful in his faith to the Lord Jesus when he understands that God is the one that's keeping score. Now, if you would, look at verse number 14, because now the scenery changes. And we're going to try to get the rest of the chapter in, because this is really one big extended thought here in verses 14 through 20. Look at verse 14. And I looked and behold, a white cloud, and upon the cloud, one sat like unto the Son of Man, this has to be the Lord Jesus, having on his head a golden crown, again, this has to be the Lord Jesus, and for the heart, uh, um, I'm sorry, a golden crown, and in his hand, a sharp sickle. So are you picturing a a sickle, uh, the old-fashioned tool to reap Crops, maybe corn or barley or wheat, a sickle. So uh, the Son of Man, gold crown, a sickle for harvesting. So what is Jesus being sent to harvest with this sharp sickle? Now, it's not the harvest of souls. It's not the reaping of white harvest of people ready to receive the gospel. Jesus talked about that in John chapter four. Remember the fields are white unto harvest. No, this is a different kind of harvest here in the tribulation. No, this is a harvest of judgment. So look at verse number 15 and another angel came out of the temple crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud. So this angel another angel, because in a sense, Jesus is an angel in this verse, in that he is the messenger. Sometimes in the Bible, in the Old Testament especially, Jesus is called the angel of the Lord. That doesn't mean that Jesus is less than God. It's just that in this sense, uh, he, he is the chief messenger of judgment here. And another angel, verse number 15, came out of the temple crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud, Thrust in thy sickle and reap, for the time is come for thee to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. So, what does that mean? That means now is the time for judgment. Remember, uh, God the Father has reserved the timing of the Lord's return in His own hand, in His own sovereignty. Remember when the disciples asked the Lord in Acts one, "Hey, is it time for the kingdom?" And remember the times and the seasons uh, the Father hath not made known. So here is the message from the Father to the Son. In the economy of God, it is judgment time. It is reaping time. It is Armageddon time. The time to destroy the armies of Antichrist, to reap out those that have rebelled. Uh, it It is now ripe. And the term here for ripe means overripe. Like it is, it is more than ready, like a, a grape that is so ripe that if you just squeeze it a little bit, the juice comes out. And we're going to see that that's a symbol of the fact that they are ready to bleed and die for the rebellion against Jesus. Look at verse number 16. And he that sat on the cloud, remember that's the Lord, thrust in his sickle on the earth. This is all metaphoric of the battle of Armageddon. And the earth was reaped, and another angel came out from the altar, which had power over fire, and cried with a loud cry to him that had the sharp sickle, saying, Thrust in thy sharp sickle, and gather the clusters of the vine of the earth, for her grapes are fully ripe. So Bible scholars have differed about who is this angel that has power over fire that comes out of the altar? Well, remember we made earlier reference to the fact that uh, the, 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 the burning of the incense and the, the fire of the altar was the prayers of the saints. So perhaps this is an angel now with a message, the first angel with a message from the Father, it is time. And the second angel with a message from the saints, you know, our prayers for vindication and our prayers for God to take vengeance and our prayers for the end of evil have been answered. But whatever the case is, it is Jesus that is winning this battle. Look at verse number 19. And the angel thrust in his sickle unto the earth and gathered the vine of the earth and cast it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. This reminds you of a famous song, doesn't it? The battle hymn of the republic, right? Uh, Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. He is trampling out the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored. He has loosed his faithful lightning, fateful lightning with his powerful swift sword or sickle here. His truth is marching on. That's where that verse comes from. Revelation chapter uh, number 14. Uh, The Bible says in verse 20, and the winepress was trodden without the city and outside of the city of Jerusalem. And blood came out of the winepress and, Even unto the horses' bridles by the space of a thousand and six hundred furlongs. So, 200 miles around the city, the city of Jerusalem, the city of God, this battle will take place when this this, huge army has amassed itself against God, against his people. And the Bible says, so fierce will be that battle. Uh, So awesome will be the victory of Jesus that the blood will come to the horse's bridle. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean that there'll be so much blood for the uh, millions of people that will die that it'll be like a river of blood that will be as high as a horse's bridle? No, that's not what that's teaching. That would be impossible, a blood to run like a river that high Now, the point is that the blood splatter, it'll be such a gory battle that the splatter of the blood of that battle will come up on a horse's uh, bridle. Uh, That's how horrific that battle will be and how bloody uh, that time will be as the judgment of God upon earth through Christ is, uh, is affected upon planet earth. When Jesus Christ returns to this earth, having struck down Antichrist and the armies of Antichrist at Armageddon, the Valley of Armageddon. I'd love to show you that valley one day. We we see it from different vantage points on our trips to Israel. And then Jesus uh, walking into Jerusalem, having put his feet upon the Mount of Olives and walking through that eastern gate. What a day, glorious day that will be. So much more to say about that day and that the coming Of the Lord, but we're going to have to wait until uh, next episode. So, next episode, we'll begin chapter number 15. Hope you'll join us for that. Until then, God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy everyday truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.